Welcome to the Feed Your Soul Gospel Reflections Podcast, presented by Dynamic Catholic. Over the next several minutes, you will receive inspiration and encouragement. We hope will meet you where you are and lead you to where God is calling you to be. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, go to dynamiccatholic.com. It's a new year, and there's a lot going on. All these bowl games to watch, bills to pay. I'm feeling a little disoriented myself with all this stuff going on swirling around me. I'm like the kid where his mom gave him new shoes for Christmas, and he put on those shoes, and he was all excited. She said, Billy, you have those shoes on the wrong feet. And he said, ah, come on, Mom. Don't try and trick me. I know these are my feet. Now, I know it's New Year's, and it can be hard to stay focused. You got your resolution to keep up with. You're tired. The holidays are over, and a long winter lies ahead. So I'm going to cut you some slack in this gospel reflection one of the all-time great Bible stories. You only need a short attention span for this one. I've subdivided this gospel reflection into parts, and you only have to pay attention to the part that goes with your last name. If your last name starts with A through F, notice how God is in control of this whole story. God places the child in Mary. God comes to Joseph in a dream. God sets the star in the sky, and the wise men merely follow his lead. The Lord protects Jesus after he's born from Herod. Clearly, this entire story is God's story. God is at work. The Christmas story is all about him. Now, wasn't that easy? Now, if your last name begins with G through P, pay attention to this part. Notice everybody who's involved here, Mary and Joseph, an upstanding Jewish man and woman. And then look at the long lineage list in chapter 1 of Matthew about Jesus, about the Odd names that are added there, Tamar and Ruth and Rahab. They were all outsiders. They were all non-Jews. Then you have the wise men who are mysterious fellows who come from the east. The point? Nobody's left out of this story. God's story is not just for his chosen people, the Jews. It's for everybody. It's for you and me. You're doing great. Now, if your last name starts with Q through Z, here's your part. Notice this odd notion in the story in Matthew 2. King Herod is the king. But the wise men from the east come and say, We heard the king has been born. We've come to meet the king. They're asking the king, Where's the king? And everybody knows you can't have two kings. This whole story sets up the story of Jesus' life. Earthly kings trying to destroy God's king. And then you fast forward to the end of the gospel, to the end of the church year, Christ the King Sunday, Matthew 25, on that great day of judgment when Jesus the king will separate the sheep from the goats. The king shall say in the end, there's only one king. Now, if you're still with me, no matter what your last name is, it's time to get back on board, just for a second. I want you to notice something. I want you to notice how people respond to Jesus in this story. Verse 3, Jesus is born, Herod's troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Jesus comes, and it causes a stir. Some people take it even, even farther. Herod then sets into motion a conspiracy to kill Jesus. And later he's joined by the religious leaders. we got to get rid of this fellow, this so-called king. Some people are disturbed and others are downright hostile. In other words, the good news has its enemies. It's not always popular to be associated with Jesus, to love the poor, to advocate for children in a grown-up world, to remember the forgotten. You may make some enemies. But notice the wise men. They've been seeking him. What do they do when they find him? They bow down and worship. The story tells us that three times for emphasis, verse 2, verse 8, and verse 11. 
just like what happens later in the gospel when the leper meets Jesus in chapter 9, when Jairus meets Jesus, when a Canaanite woman meets Jesus, and when the 12 disciples are in the boat, they worship. The wise men here not only worship, they emptied their treasures, offering him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Perhaps they knew that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Or maybe they knew that the kingdom of God is like a treasure in a field and they were willing to give up everything else to possess it. Or perhaps intuitively they knew that eventually Jesus would meet a rich young ruler and say, if you want to have a treasure in heaven, you're going to have to have a different relationship from your earthly treasures. And the man went away sad, for he was attached to those treasures. There's only one king, and there's only one treasure. His name is Jesus. Clearly they understood. This is God's story. God made the first move. Jesus has come. He is here. How you respond is entirely up to you. How you respond can be a holy moment or an unholy moment. Either way, it's entirely up to you. You can be troubled, disturbed, even try to destroy him. You can ignore him. Millions do so every single day. Or you can worship and adore because you know that in the end, it's all about him. After all, he is the king. Thank you for listening. We hope this episode nourished your soul. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, go to dynamiccatholic.com.